Welcome to Rapping PE. I'm your host, Stephen Buller, aka Beer Drip Buller, as my Instagram and Twitter handles suggest. This is the place where we explore precarity, pedagogy, and physical education. This podcast is dedicated to physical educators of the future, past, and present. Episode two, we look to explore briefly my beliefs and values and how that has shaped my philosophy as an educator. I hope to provide a clear representation of who I am as an individual and how that shapes what I do as a health and physical educator. It's a topic area that I feel is typically ignored or forgotten about after the completion of your first philosophy when you're in college. I also want to look at how I can incorporate it as part of my growth. I believe that it's okay for your philosophy to change over time. After all, I'm an educator because I was a student and I am a student because I am an educator. This one will probably happen again. So be on the lookout for another episode about the same topic. Just me expanding upon it a little bit more as I develop a little bit more clarity with what my philosophy of life actually is because that directly impacts my philosophy as an educator. So wait for the beat to drop. Here we go. Here we go. I'm going to cover my values and philosophy of life today. This is the perfect time to do it during the coronavirus pandemic. The quarantine has provided me with a lot of time, almost an excessive amount of time to ponder values and beliefs, as well as my philosophy of life. This is something I haven't had time to set aside for quite a number of years. After reevaluation of my current beliefs, views, and understanding of the world, I arrived at the conclusion that there are six values that represent how I engage with the world and how I live my life. They are authenticity, growth, determination, relationships, freedom, and justice. Today I'm going to explain my current values and then continue into my first iteration of my philosophy of life. I hope to return to this podcast and the documents involved to further expand upon my philosophy and to see how I've grown over the course of a year. So here we go. This is the first one. Authenticity or being true to whom you are as a person. Sometimes people will change based on the environment they're in. I understand that sometimes you have to do that for a variety of reasons, but in general, I don't think that should restrict you from being who you are. For me, I even have a tattoo that alludes to that, that says, if I can't be my own, I'd feel better dead. It's actually a quote from the song Nutshell by Alice in Chains. I think it's very important that you shouldn't hide who you are because that's going to have negative impacts on your happiness and how you engage with the world. The second value that I picked was growth. I believe that our experiences are very impactful on how we develop as humans, whether that is in a negative way or a positive one. For me, growth is tied to experiences and how we take those experiences, build from them. I believe in order for us to personally construct meaning in life, we have to engage with our experiences and understand how they impact us. For me, having that growth mindset allows me to understand that just because I'm not where I want to be doesn't mean that I can't get where I want to be. 
after growth, I decided on determination because it continues that growth mindset. It showcases you won't give up. It's about having a drive to earn something. Once again, another tattoo that I have on my body, this one on my back, is a Latin phrase that's surrounded by a bull skull. It reads, O viam inveniam o fasciam, which roughly translates to, I will find a way or make one. Historically, it's been credited to General Hannibal, who was specifically famous for invading the Italian peninsula from the north using war elephants. I have predominantly lived my life around this quote because if I have a goal to reach something, you should figure out how to get there. Sometimes that can be detrimental. During my junior year of baseball, when I was in high school, I went to a showcase at Coastal Carolina University. And during that time, I was trying to develop as a pitcher and to eventually play college ball or try to play college ball. After the evaluation period at Coastal Carolina University Showcase, they told me I wouldn't be able to throw over 77 miles per hour based off of their evaluation and observations. So for the next year and a half, I dedicated myself to improving my overall strength, abilities, and practicing a lot. So that by the time I my senior year rolled around. I was actually clocked at 85 to 87 miles per hour during district playoffs. And throughout that time, that tattoo was on my back or even before that inscribed on my baseball cap on with a marker. So for my senior year, when I did get that tattoo, it was like perfect influences, like a reminder. I think the only negative that mindset was the fact that because of my obsession of trying to reach 80 mile an hour plateau I exceeded it and hit 85 to 87 miles per hour that now my next goal was 90 miles per hour I wanted to throw 90 I became a little obsessive with that to the point that I ended up causing damage to my elbow in order for me to quote-unquote pitch like I used to, I would act, I would have to have reconstructive surgery of the elbow. I would have to have the classic Tommy John surgery to replace the ulnar collateral ligament that has been stretched too far. I would also have to have ulnar nerve transposition surgery because I developed a subluxating ulnar nerve, which basically means the nerve pops in and out of the groove on specific movements. So for about two years of my life before I actually got the appropriate PT and or physical therapy to help out, my arm would go numb from pretty much the bicep to the fingers and I couldn't use my right arm periodically throughout the day. So having a growth mindset, having determination are awesome and they're totally worthwhile values, but they can also bring about negative results and that's an example of not being mindful of how far you're pushing things i value relationships i value the word ubuntu which is a word i came across in college and for ubuntu a basic definition is human kindness and that's essential to life For me, Desmond Tutu has a quote 
that kind of expresses the word in a perfect definition for me and how to enact it. That quote reads, Ubuntu speaks particularly about the fact that you can't exist as a human being in isolation. It speaks about our interconnectedness. You can't be human all by yourself. And when you have this quality, Ubuntu, you are known for your generosity. We think of ourselves far too frequently as just individuals separated from one another. Whereas you are connected and what you do affects the whole world. When you do well, it spreads out. It is for the whole of humanity. When I came across the word Ubuntu and Desmond Tutu's quote, it made a lot more sense to me than just the term relationships. So for my value, it's technically relationships because that's everything in being an educator. You're not able to teach students to the best of your ability and get them to get to the best of their ability without having that relationship. But just knowing how your actions can impact everybody is very important. I try to keep that at the forefront of my decision-making processes. So how does my decision impact not only myself, but everybody else around? My next value is freedom. Freedom to me is autonomy. I value freedom because oppressive systems exist and prevent us from all being able to be truly autonomous. I believe that we need authentic choice. Sometimes we're fooled into believing that we actually have real choice in the matter, but it's already kind of been predetermined what choices that you can pick from. I believe that we need authentic choice, which is very empowering and allows us to make choices based on our own values and belief systems and how we view the world. A lot of the times I feel as if those choices are reduced or altered based on where you were born, who raised you, what environment you grew up in, and I find that very sad. So my value of freedom is very important to me because I find that I'm lucky enough to become as autonomous as I can be. And I think that's something that many of us take for granted and don't realize that if you do experience true freedom, it's not about your purchasing power. It's not about anything like that. It's about making choices that align with your beliefs. Freedom for me has to be tied to my next value, which is justice. Freedom for me is also tied to having a sense of justice because many people's freedom is violated by structures and systems that are in place as well as other people. So the value of justice is essential because I believe that we should seek to repair harm. And if you don't have that justice piece, people will use their freedom to oppress others. I think we've seen enough of that in history to understand why it's important to also have a strong sense of justice. I believe in the idea of do no harm to others. I believe that if you have freedom, you also respect other people's freedom and we would equally use justice to ensure that we're not harming each other, but we're using justice to increase freedom. So as I said, my six values, which could change, who knows, but for now those are my six. 
I value being authentic. I value growth, determination, relationships, freedom, and justice. And those really represent how I engage with the world and how I live my life. The next part is going to be a little different. I tend not to discuss topics of theology or beliefs in this type of format. I prefer kind of just discussing it with another person. And then we go back and forth about our understanding of it. But I think it's important for me to address these so that you have an understanding of who I am as an educator and individual, because I do believe that we as humans are interconnected to everything and vice versa. I do prescribe by the idea of pantheism and view it similar to Albert Einstein, who stated, I believe in Spinoza's God, who reveals himself in the orderly harmony of what exists not in a God who concerns himself with fates and actions of human beings. The part that I align with is reveals himself in the orderly harmony of what exists. So for me, God is not the person that you view in the sky, but it's actually how everything interacts, which goes back to Ubuntu and a lot of my values. I like to look at it as if you were to look at a tree in the late fall, after all the leaves have fallen off, it reminds me of our nervous systems, specifically our nerves, and the way the dendrites and axons branch out. But for this case, the branches are branching, branching out towards and expanding towards the sky or sun. A tree literally brings images of the anatomy and phys physiology of our respiratory system. There's some similarities between how the lungs look on the inside I think of it as a beautiful thought, as how respiration occurs with trees as it does in humans. So this interconnectedness of everything is kind of mind-boggling, while also being beautiful in a very, I guess, I guess surreal sense would be the way to look at it. Which is actually a tattoo on my forearm. So here's that trend again with tattoos. So the tattoo on my forearm is a tree of life infused with a peace symbol as the branches of a tree reach for the sky as the roots dig deeper the tree grows stronger the branches reach for the sun uninhibited the tree blossoms leaves and then sheds them the tree takes but it gives that's kind of my analysis of the tattoo i'll have a picture in the resources but there's a certain give and take to life and that's how we develop peace so there's like compromise involved with that the tree is like the cycle of life which we can look at as like seasons or anything like that i just thought it was a cool tattoo and it does align with my values so i decided to put it on my forearm the question will be what what's the next tattoo which actually brings me to my current philosophy of life and that all is involved on the tree that's on my forearm that's also fused with a peace sign the peace sign makes up the root system but here we go we're gonna try it out i know the germans describe it as lieben philosophy probably mispronounced that completely but it's going to be ever evolving and this is where i'm currently at I believe, like the branches of a tree that reach for the sky, we can all grow. 
resembling the roots of a tree that burrow intensely into the earth, we can dig deeper to find strength. We can dig deeper into our relationships to spread kindness and love. We, like the tree, grow stronger when we stand up for each other. When we are able to be who we are without fear, we resemble the branches of a tree. We can reach for the sun uninhibited. Akin to the tree that blossoms leaves and then sheds them, we can change for the better. The tree takes, but it gives. We, like the tree, should be generous when we can. Be like the tree. We, as humans, are born to die as to continue the cycle of life. In our orbit of the cycle of life, we are exposed to a variety of experiences, whether they're good, bad, or undefined. Comparatively, we are similar to the branches of a tree seeking to reach towards something we desire as the branches reach towards the sun. We develop aspirations, cravings, and dreams in the hope to find a sense of meaning and purpose. Some tree branches produce beautiful flowers and leaves that change according to the season. Some produce exotic fruits that produce a source of sustenance to other living creatures. Some emit poisonous substances that harm predators and even the innocent. Whatever we bear on our branches, we should understand that the power of our experiences directly impacts others, whether we intend to or not. From the moment we are born, we are placed into the care of those who will always be a part of us. The good, the bad, the ugly, the unexplained, the self-righteous, the self-absorbed, the givers, the takers, the movers, and shakers. Our experiences are our nutrients. Whatever the branches bear are the burden of the past we carry. The fruits we bear are the fruits from which others sustain life. If we are exposed to something that poisons our soul, expect that your fruit or leaves emit a carcinogen that harms others. However, provided the right circumstances, sometimes our experiences yield bountiful fruits that shape others in a way that feeds their leaves and alters how their branches grow. Sometimes branches yield no bounty. Some experiences in our lives will be labeled as good, some bad, or some will be too complex and nuanced for us to truly define. But we understand it was part of our short time during our journey towards death and enlightenment. How we interpret and utilize our experience dictates what we bear on our branches. Will we bear fruits of love, or will we sow seeds of anger, hate, and sorrow? The robust root system of the tree strengthens its base. Roots are responsible to enrich the tree with nutrients from the earth, drawing sustenance from its surroundings. The deeper it digs into the ground, the more it can draw away from its surroundings. Some root systems will allow the tree to grow tall and strong, and develop a beautiful system of branches that produce bountiful fruits. Some hinder the growth and development and are responsible for producing poisons or becoming barren. We enrich our lives with the relationships we experience throughout a lifetime. How we develop and respond to those relationships directly impacts what we carry with us into the future. Will we cultivate our relationships in a manner that allows us to grow? Or do we cultivate relationships that become burdens? If you notice your branches aren't bearing fruits, do you keep those branches? Or do you prune them in the hope that the next branch will bear fruit? Giveth and it taketh. In general, we find that everything has a certain yin and yang. Not to suggest that life isn't complex, but that for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction, whether it occurs instantly or sometime later. Trees and plants provide humans with oxygen that allows us to breathe. It takes carbon dioxide and converts it into oxygen through a process called 
photosynthesis. When the tree breathes, we are able to breathe. I've often found myself comparing the structure of a tree to the various parts of our bodies, like how the roots and branches can both resemble the axons and dendrites of nerves, as well as the bronchi and alveoli of the lungs of the human body. Our interconnectedness with life, not only of humankind, but of all creatures, parts of nature's and the universe, we are all connected, which brings me back to this very powerful and simple phrase, I am because we are. This is as far as that I've been able to get in regards to my philosophy of life. This is, like I said, a work in process. I hope over the next month I'm able to dive a little bit deeper and develop it more so, and then offer like an online transcript version. This podcast episode just served the purpose to showcase who I am and my beliefs and values and how I actually view the world. I hope to release another podcast with a little bit more in depth. This was kind of weird how I showcased or expressed my beliefs on a format like this. Usually I'm used to producing something on paper format and submitting it and not ever verbalizing it. You just read it in your head. So this is a unique new experience. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for joining us. If you have any critiques or thoughts or anything you would like to reach out for, you can email me at wrappingpe at gmail.com. But that's all for now. Please subscribe to our podcast, Wrapping PE. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, also please feel to email me at wrappingpe at gmail.com. You can reach out on Instagram or Twitter. My Instagram and Twitter Twitter handles are Beard Drip Bowler. You can find those in the resources. But goodbye for now. And until the next time, I wish you peace and love. Take care. <laughs>